Hi, this is Randy Chan. And Lisa. And Russell. Welcome to the 18th episode of The Night Sky of Silicon Valley. Once a week, I will be letting you know what to look out for in the upcoming days so you can go out and gaze into our night sky. I spend relaxingly cool nights in Silicon Valley trying to discern what's out there. This podcast is our journey together of the night skies. January 9th, 2021. We're back broadcasting in lockdown from Silicon Valley, doing our part to keep the coronavirus from spreading more and doing our part to keep our local emergency rooms and hospital beds free for those in need. What to do during a lockdown? Well, starting this weekend on Saturday, January 9th, the moon will reach perigee. Do you remember what that means, Russell? Yeah, perigee is when two celestial bodies are closest. So the moon will be at its closest point in its orbit to Earth? Correct. Its closest approach was this morning at 7.37 a.m., Saturday, January 9th, only 228,284 miles or 367,387 kilometers away. Also on Saturday night, in the southwestern sky, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn will be very close to each other. The circle surrounding them will be only 2.3 degrees wide. Mercury will be closest to the horizon and will be south of Jupiter with Saturn between them. You will be able to see all three planets with the naked eye. You will need to look southwest. The three planets will be close all week. Oh, very cool. Mercury is going to be in the mix now. Yep. Mercury is the smallest and closest planet to the sun. It is 36 million miles away from the sun, which is 0.39 astronomical units. And for those of you that were paying attention to an earlier podcast, Russell, an astronomical unit is the distance from our Earth to the sun. So we are 1 AU from the sun. And Mercury is 0.39 AUs from the sun. Very much closer. Mercury is close and not that big either. It is actually only slightly larger than our moon. And similar to the moon, it has a cratered surface. Mercury only takes 116 days to orbit the sun, but because it's so close to the sun, it actually doesn't rotate that much. What? Really? Wait, is that because of tidal locking? I remember that the moon is tidally locked with Earth. So, if Mercury is so close to the sun, then is it tidally locked to the sun? Correct. Good memory. Mercury is almost completely tidally locked with the sun. For those of you who might not remember, tidally locked objects are so close that the gravitational effect prevents it from being able to rotate. Earth rotates on its axis 365 times for every revolution around the sun. Mercury, in contrast, rotates only three times for every two revolutions around the sun. A Mercury day lasts 77 Earth days and Mercury years last 116 Earth days. Wow, that puts a whole different perspective on all-nighters. Where does the name Mercury come from? 
Surely it's another god. Oh, I know. It is. And don't call me Shirley. Mercury is the Roman god equivalent to Hermes. Very good, Lisa. Hermes is the god of roads, flocks, commerce, and thieves. But most importantly, he is the fleet-footed messenger of the gods. He is normally seen wearing winged sandals. This planet was named after him for this exact reason. When observed, this planet moved faster than all the rest. Hence, it got its name Mercury. So how about moons? Nope, none. Mercury has no moons. Oh, but it must be extremely hot. In fact, the hottest of all the planets since it's so close. Well, actually, Mercury does not have any atmosphere. So while it's very close, it doesn't retain heat that well. Mercury is only the second hottest planet in the solar system. The first is Venus, with its thick atmosphere. Although during its long day, Mercury can get up to 700 degrees Kelvin, which is 800 degrees Fahrenheit. But while there are no natural satellites, i.e. moons, we have sent two spacecrafts to Mercury the Mariner 10, and the Messenger. In 1973, NASA sent Mariner 10 to fly by Venus. It used Venus's gravity to slow it down and direct it towards a flyby of Mercury. It was the first spacecraft designed to have a gravity assist trajectory. The Messenger orbited Mercury 4,000 times before it crashed into the planet's surface in 2015. Additionally, we have another spacecraft called the Bepi Colombo, which is planned to arrive at Mercury in 2025. Neat! So that must mean there are many great photos of Mercury. Yep, there are. Gee, I wish I had a spacecraft orbiting me so I could get great pictures of myself. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, last time I checked, the Earth and its people revolve around the sun, not you. Ooh, astronomy burn. Nice one, Russell. Well, that's the night sky this week. Be sure to see these planets in close proximity. Look any night this week. And if it's cloudy, you can always look up these great pictures of Mercury on the internet. Until next week. Wait, Randy, before you sign off, I thought it might be an okay time for me to talk a little bit about what's behind this Night Sky podcast. Hopefully, if you've all been listening to a few of these, Randy, Lisa, and Russell have been able to give you an ability to recognize some of those bright stars out in our sky. And if you've been listening to a little more than a few and doing a little more by turning off your other thoughts and letting your imagination go for these few seven to 10 minutes a week, something else has started to happen. You may start to realize that those aren't just little shiny dots of light in our blanket of sky. Really, it is our view from our small planet that looks out into our small system of planets orbiting a small star in a galaxy of other stars among other galaxies in a huge universe. Sometimes we are close to our fellow solar system planets. Sometimes we are rotating away from our sun. Sometimes our moon is reflecting fully our sun's rays. And sometimes 
only a crescent portion of our moon is reflecting the light from our sun, which is still out there, but we are just not on the side of the earth that happens to be facing it at that time. It's not our skies. Maybe you can begin to see that really we are just a few of many tiny beings on one rotating planet that belongs to a much larger picture. And although in our everyday lives we are so busy and have so much to take care of, our family, our jobs, our schoolwork, our friends, on our rotating revolving planet, there are 7.6 billion people doing pretty much the same thing. Waking up when our part of the Earth's surface rotates into the sun's rays. Putting on coats and hats when our portion of the Earth is tilted away from our sun. Going out at night, looking up at the exact same moon as familiar to us as it is to the other fellow Earth humans. So, as we share our planet and our place in this solar system, as we share the same wonderment as the meteorites blazing into our atmosphere, let's acknowledge our common experiences. We are not really that different. Our experiences of a day, of the seasons, of tides, are the same Earth experiences. Hopefully, as we gaze out each night, worried about a virus, or worrying about the next transition of power, we can remember that the other 7.6 billion like us are looking up and doing the exact same thing. We are more alike than we often think we are. From Randy, Lisa, Russell, and me, Cindy, be safe, be kind to each other, and Enjoy together our night skies.